Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Opinions. Episode, Miss Cheater. 68? Wow, 86. What? I know. <laughs> at, at least you just... 80, 87. Yes. Okay. Wow, I don't know why I'm in the 60s. Back to back of saying 60. It was back to back? Yeah, it was. I, don't know. I felt like we recorded like 20 minutes ago. I know. So we have to record a little early because Jack's going away, like we had told you on the last episode, to go open the cottage. And we didn't know if this episode was even happening. But And surprise, surprise. everyone, it is. Jack did it. And I'm so proud of him because normally he waits to the last minute to watch his stuff and get organized, which is fine because he works and he had school and he well, doesn't have school anymore, but he did. And, you know, so he's busy. Um, but this, I told him, I'm like, if you can get all, everything together, we can record on Sunday before you leave. And he was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, like whatever, I'll be ready. And you just let me know. And then, so yesterday he was here watching the movie ready yep. on Saturday. And then the biggest storm I think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever witnessed anything as crazy as yesterday. Yeah, no. And in, in Ontario, we were hit with a pretty crazy storm that also didn't last that long. No, it was like it was like not even an hour, I would no. say. But it was a, like I don't even know the words. Torrential like, downpour. It was like sideways, like tree. Trees. A bunch of trees were falling. Power lines were down. We didn't have power for at least thirteen hours. It was right at the end of our street. It so it went out at one, and then we got it back at two in the morning. Um, but down our street, like all the power lines got knocked down. So like the roads were all closed. Like, I don't know. It was just like, it literally felt like the apocalypse all day. All we heard was sirens. And so he did have good intention to watch it yesterday. I was in the middle of watching the movie. Yeah. I'd watched probably like 40, 50, I think it was like 50 minutes. Yeah. So, and then he was like, okay, well I'll get up and I'll watch it and then we'll record. So here we are. We did it. We did it. Well, like, I feel like it's more I did it because you always are prepared. Well, I would say we're prepared in different ways. I would say sometimes your lists are better than like whatever the segment is. You're sometimes better at that. Um, like, I don't always put things in like ranking and I just kind of, you know, but I do always make sure that the movie is watched. Yes. So we're just different. That's OK. Are you excited about the cottage? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I got a new projector screen so we'll be able to watch our like sports stupid big uh it's 100 inches that seems really big it is it is pretty big I, when i set it up i didn't put the actual screen like because i still have a screen but I, it was more the stand that i needed okay so i could still use like the regular screen i have which is like a normal size yeah like it still fits yeah i don't know it's just fun no, I totally. We've had some fun with that. We've watched like Black Widow when we were at the cottage on that screen when it came out last year. And we've watched, didn't we watch a movie outside last year? We watched Guardians of the Galaxy in our backyard and yeah. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch those, but you guys do because yeah. you guys are going at like, you know, there's sports, like there's some major stuff happening. NBA finals, NFL now and NHL finals. Yeah. And we're not in the finals yet. Of what? Like, well, like the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. NBA, like the... NBA is semifinals. Okay. That means four teams, everyone. There we go. And Thank you. hockey is the one before the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals? But it's not really because they call it, the NHL, they call it the first round the quarterfinals. That's, uh, well, yeah, it's that's not... not, no, let's not play this game. <laughs> so the NBA play-in tournament. So seven plays eight. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. I hope I hope some people appreciated that joke. Uh, but today we're gonna do our IMCs. We've got Inside Man and Focus. Yes. And then we're gonna do some comfort TV shows. Yes. We did comfort movies a few weeks ago. So yeah. so we thought we'll do TV because we do focus a lot on movies. So we're trying to put a little more TV content in there because there's some good TV out there. There is, and I feel like all of these shows. When I was writing them down, I'm like. It's not like you could put like the it's not necessarily the best shows. It's the shows you could watch more often. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of like actually I think there's only one show I have that even comes close to not being a complete comedy. Right. Right. And I wonder how many of yours are cartoons too. Uh, Quite a few. Yeah. Yes. I would say less than half though. You ready? Yeah. Rock, rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. I've been on the heater. Yeah. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Look, ah, I, can. I was like, I'm going to do rock for sure. He's going to do scissors again. 
Uh, you did paper. I did paper. She did rock. So I'm the champion once again. Should keep track of. We should. I was just thinking that we should totally keep track. Then I, I'd have to go back and listen to stuff. Oh God, no, it's too much work. It's a lot of work. Other people, someone else, keep track of this. <laughs> yeah. Let's get our producer. Dad and I wanted to hire a producer for our show. Oh yeah. But that's just me. So. Right. Yeah. And I do it for free. You do. Um, I am going to go first. Okay. So my movie this week is Inside Man. 2006 do you know who directed this movie spike lee spike lee mm-hmm. which i i guess you would have seen it when you stuck because you also watched the movie and then yeah. we finished it together yes um there was one part that before we like get into the whole movie where it's denzel just kind of like moving almost like on a track right which is like we were both like oh that's kind of weird then i realized that is a spike lee right like, he does yeah. that quite a bit yeah like, i thought of that in black klansman he does that mm-hmm. And I'm sure in other movies, but that was the only example I thought of. Uh, So this stars a tough detective played by Denzel Washington as he attempts to match wits with a bank robber played by Clive Owen uh, during a hostage situation while a mysterious power broker played by Jodie Foster, which I thought was Helen Hunt. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I can see that, though. Once you said it to me, I was like, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. She just has such a distinct voice. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Yeah. this power broker who threatens the situation more. Um, this is, yeah, heavy hitters. Denzel, Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, Willem Dafoe. I don't think I'm missing anybody. No. Of, like, significance yeah, to yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. Willem Dafoe isn't, like, a big part of the movie. No, which is funny, right? Because he's such a good actor, so. Um, so, basically, so we get the tail end, or we get the... Not the, necessarily the end of the movie, but we get the same monologue from Clive Owen, our bank robber, who tells us the who, what, when, where, why of this bank robbery. Mm-hmm. He tells us at the beginning of the movie and then at the end, but then at the end, you could see how everything came to fruition. You're, you're adding more layers in. Um, so uh, we've got like pretty like there isn't much build up to the story outside of like meeting our characters yeah because then we've got hostages we've got uh let's say short criminals smart criminals smart smart so we're they're in painter costumes they're putting flashlights towards the cameras so that you won't be able to use any of that footage to help assess the situation mm-hmm. uh denzel and chuatel who are partners mm-hmm. were benched for like not benched but they kind of demoted or demoted yeah they were on they were sitting at their desks when they get this chance one of the other detectives is off on vacation so he denzel is the hostage negotiator mm-hmm. after another case had gone wrong which they bring up a few times throughout the movie yeah, yeah. there's like a drug bust that they didn't the, know where the money went the money was gone um so the these criminals they take they take First of all, so they're in a bank. I don't think I said that, but they take them down downstairs to the not like the vault, but there is a vault there. Yeah. And they take everything from them. They have them strip phones, wallets, all that stuff. People try to be heroes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have my phone. I don't know where my phone is. And then they call the phone, and it's there. Luckily, it wasn't on him. No, so it wasn't. Like, it was in his office because he's the bank manager or whatever. And he's like, no, I left it at home, which is the dumbest lie I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, say, I already put it in the bag or I don't know, something. Yeah. Right? Because that no one no one leaves. I'm sorry. Just it's even, not... in, even in 2006 when it's like flip phones and sidekicks. Yeah. Like, that's not. People are bringing their phones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after after their strips then we meet Willem Dafoe, police captain, we're assessing the situation. They have the hostages after after they strip down? Or do they mm-hmm. make them put their clothes back on? Whatever they put um they have them all put on the same painter's outfits. Yes. Which I don't know if I feel like maybe they do that a lot in movies now, but I felt like that was just like such a smart idea because even as a viewer, you can't really tell who's who outside of the guns. Yeah, and then the people, the hostages, don't really even know who's who because they're very smart criminals. They've thought of everything, right? Like they inter, they interact, like they interchange the people. Mm-hmm. So they have like the bad guys are going in, sitting with them, and like you just you're not really sure who's but, good guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
bad guy in loose terms there but yeah um talking oh so they um are talking to the victims and they kind of do this i I thought it was pretty cool of they have it they change the screen Mm -hmm. so you know it's a different time from the present so it's after the situation was all done and they're talking to all the victims and interviewing them they have pictures of everybody and say does anybody look suspicious like do you recognize anything from anyone and no one really can because they're all in painters painters outfits and masks yeah yeah um so uh, they're like kind of codes for each other is all variations of steve steve steven steve-o yeah and there's four of them yeah uh we get introduced to christopher Plummer and jodie foster because jodie foster needs to get into this situation because christopher Plummer is the owner of the bank and has something in a safety deposit box that is very important to him Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want anyone else to get it he wants to be in charge of that yeah um so uh, Vikram, one of the victims, gets thrown thrown out because they just kind of release vic- release the hostages randomly, and this is just I I think a lot of this is done intentionally because again we're talking maybe they're filming in two thousand two thousand five, but it's still very close. There's even one shot of Jodie Foster and Denzel together and in the background, and it's like we will never forget or I will never forget about nine eleven. Yeah. And they throw this guy out, and they they just call him an Arab. Yeah. And he's, he's actually not. He's Sikh, mm-hmm. and he needs his turban. And even like William Defoe kind of gaslights him. He's like, "Well, I didn't hear that, so yeah. I, I don't think they said it." And he's like, "I'm not talking to you unless I get my turban." And like, no one. They're so rude to him. Like, it's so racist and so bad, right? The and they're like, they "Oh, you can make you can come and make a sworn statement. You can come and make a complaint after." Yeah. Um, so they try, they trying to order some food, get, get the pizza, you know, classic, classic hostage situation where, yeah, they make their demands. They, they want a plane, you know, then they're like, okay, we need food and water. But the thing about this movie is they're once, they're always one step ahead. These criminals, they know they're going to bug the, like, everybody knows that you're going to put something in the pizza so we can hear you. Yeah. Um, so this one confident guy takes off his mask. He uh, gets dragged off. And it's actually pretty funny when one of the lines is literally, I don't have to wear this mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very so like... reminiscent of 2020 <laughs> and on. So, yeah, they're swapping hostages. Not just are they putting the the criminals themselves in the rooms. They're just kind of moving people all around. There's like, I think, about four rooms yeah. all together yeah. that they're just kind of interchanging people. And I think it's just meant to, like, confuse. The, like, they're not going to be able to say, like, it's this person or that person because it was always moving and it's a chaotic situation. And, you know, but they're very calm criminals. Yeah. Super calm. Yeah. Clive Owen is just there's like, no he's concern. He's a cool cat. Like, he's smoking. He's like, there's no he is not stressed at any point in this movie. No. And he's smoking in the, like, safety deposit, like, room. Yeah. Uh, there's this like kid who's playing a very inappropriate video yeah. game that is like about robbing people and you get points based on killing people. Yeah. Very GTA ish. Um, so we miss white Jodie Foster meets with detective Frazier Denzel after she goes to the mayor and is like, I need this favor because you need to let me in and they need to give me, or I'm, she's retrieving whatever this envelope is for Christopher Plummer. Yeah. And she gets introduced to Denzel. They have a little interaction. And eventually she just goes off into the bank. Yeah. She's like, I'm going in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just going in. And they're all like, okay, whatever. Don't really think you could do that. But once she comes out, obviously, they're both playing coy with each other. They have a much bigger conversation because Clive Owen knows what she's going in there for. Yeah. She knows that he worked that she works for Christopher Plummer and the exact thing she's looking for. I don't think it's important to the story to say what it exactly is. Um, well, it kind of, yeah. Like, it's I mean, maybe like, ambiguous. It's, it's like it. how, how he made his money. isn't necessarily the most ethical. Yes. That is a good way to say. And he's got the paperwork proving everything sitting right in front of him while Jodie Foster is standing there just Man. to be like, Oh, this is like what you want. Like, it's just like this, very cat and mouse, yeah, right? Yeah, because she's like, oh, I just need to look in one safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you're looking for this, right? This, yeah. So she's like, okay. More more important than 
the monetary value. It takes a while, but eventually we do get Clive Owen and Denzel interactions. First first few, I think, are over the phone. Yes. And they're trying to play this cat and mouse. And since they bugged the pizza, then uh, they're playing this, like, speech. They, like, yeah. the bad guys yeah. figured, well, they knew that it was going to be bugged. So they just started playing this random speech in Albania Albanian because they think it's Armenian they're trying to figure out the language and well they thought it was Russian then that like they had no idea so they bring in this like random girl who hands them like all her parking tickets she's like yeah get rid of these and yeah. she knows exactly what it is and they realize they're being played yeah um we also get the riddle about uh what weighs more the trains going through Grand Central Station or the trees that are cut down to make money right which, after some discussion, they figure out that Grand Central Station, mm-hmm. or no, wait, Grand yeah, Central was... Station is the post office, but Grand Central Terminal is the actual train station. Right. So they figure out that they both weigh the same because they weigh none. Yeah. And that tree, because originally it's, well, we don't cut down trees, mm-hmm. it's from cotton. From cotton, yeah. And it's like, again, it's just one of those like little manipulations. And they're just trying to stall both sides are trying to stall but they don't realize both sides like it's just and like they don't a realize what they're stalling for. for yes um then we get that jody foster clive owen um i wrote down what he how yeah. he made his money but again not really that important to the story then zell ends up going inside pretty like again pretty calmly pretty confidently i think it, these characters will were well written that neither of them are panicking no, there's no panic. Because Clive Owen is, I want two buses and a plane. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and he's like, I'll give you that. I just need to see that the hostages are okay. So he takes him on a little tour in between all the, the... All the rooms. Yeah. And then it was one of those moments where it's just like, okay, everything is fine. This is the situation. We don't need any escalation. And then Denzel just tries, tries to be to, hero. Yeah, tries to like beat him up and whatever. It doesn't go well. No. Um... We get a dead hostage. Yes. And I don't know. It's hard, it's hard once you get towards the end because you don't want to go give away too much no, of the story. No, it is. It is. But just just say it's, it is a really smart movie and it's generally not what you think. It's like what you're, what you're, even what you're seeing and what you're thinking is not what it is. Yeah. It's, it manipulates. Yeah. There's, there's one thing that the, robbers do back to the police mm-hmm. that no one else would have expected but it's one of those moments of realization that yeah Denzel figures like that there's out. a couple little like you know there's not I wouldn't say there's like a huge reveal in this movie but there's a lot of little like oh that was good or that was smart or mm-hmm. whatever right I guess then do I mention about the hostages like once not the story's done but once we realize that there is no more hostage situation then because we all kind of they all run out together yeah they all run out together and then they're getting hit with like rubber Rubber bullets bullets. and willem dafoe like as the police captain literally goes don't like don't shoot cease fire and they just keep shooting it is rubber bullets so again it's not killing anyone but But could hurt definitely would hurt yeah and you don't know who you're shooting at like it was so that was chaotic yeah that was like you guys come on you can't just shoot at people i would say probably their smartest move because they realize like Clive Owen, it's just w- probably the closest moment to panic mm-hmm. when they're like, okay, they're they're, com- they're coming in. Yeah. So then they just ever like everyone puts their guns down, takes the because they have sunglasses, and they just run out with the hostages. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I wrote down the plan all works out because yeah. there isn't yeah there isn't really a losing side to this. No, it's I feel like everyone except one person gets exactly what they what they wanted. Right. Yeah. yeah, Like everyone. Yeah, it is a hard movie. I don't know. Yeah. Because you don't want to give anything away because there's some good twists in it. And it's not your typical bank robber movie. Like it isn't it isn't for monetary. I don't know. There's other reasons for this. Yeah. For this bank robber. Not just getting rich. Yeah. Which would most movies are just well so totally we just want to get rich and that's it there's other yeah there's other factors yeah great factor. great movie a great cat and mouse and mm-hmm. almost kind of like like three cat or even i would say like no nah, like three cats and three mouses and yeah everyone's kind of playing each other and again once you get to the end you're like this is a satisfying ending 
except for yeah one person doesn't get a satisfying ending because there is this thing still hanging over them yes yes which could come at any time yeah could be used against you in a court of law inside man too <laughs> good yeah. so you liked it i did i really did enjoy it good all right um so i uh watched focus it's a 2015 yeah i didn't write who directed it sorry um it is Nikki, played by Will Smith, a veteran con artist, takes novice Jess, played by Margot Robbie, under his wing. They become romantically involved, and then Nikki ends things. Three years later, uh, in Buenos Aires, they run into each other while Nikki is trying to do the biggest scheme he's ever done, and he gets a little thrown off with uh, the return of Jess. So it's Will Smith, Margot Robbie, um, Gerald McRaney, B.D. Wong, Adrian uh, Martinez, who is my favorite in the movie, and Rodrigo Santorio. Uh, Directed by Glenn Ficarra and (gasps) John Requa. What is happening with the double directors lately? That's crazy. So we we meet... we first meet Nick. He's in, the, he's in a restaurant by himself and he looks over and, and this Jess girl played by Margot Robbie, as I said, is like at the bar and this guy's hitting on her and then uh, on her. And then she just, you know, she notices that he's looking. So then he she leaves this guy and goes and sh- sits down. She's like, can you just pretend to be my boyfriend? And so they sit and they drink and they have wine. And then she's like, come up to my room with me. And they're all flirty. And as they're in, you know, the makeout part of it, this guy comes in with the guns, like, give me your stuff or whatever. And Will Smith's character is just like, yeah, no, shoot me. No, like, just go ahead, shoot me, whatever. And then he puts his hands like behind his head and he's just like, go ahead, like, just, yeah, shoot me then if you want, whatever. So then she figures out, she goes, he's on to us. So it was all like a con and he's like never drop the con which is said a lot in this movie never drop the con um so then they kind of become like like she's like what just like teach me or whatever and and they end up getting a drink this is my this was my movie um my film nerd that you do yeah. when they are sitting and having a drink it is like it's all windows around them it's like the most beautiful one of the most beautiful scenes so it's snowing outside but the way this the light the way they put the light on the snow it's like looks sparkly behind them and the way it's shot it's really cool like i really enjoyed it anyway she's just like well teach me your ways and oh boy one no i'm just kidding <laughs> my little yoda teach me your ways and stuff like that and um Oh, while they're sitting there, he tells Nikki tells the story about a Toledo panic button. And that is when you and your partner are you can't get out of it. So the one partner shoots you to make it look like you're against them. And then everyone usually runs and stuff because they see think you're the crazy. Anyway, he tells this whole story about his grandfather and his grandfather. And that's what happened to them. And so we kind of get that. And that's just to prove you're loyal or whatever. So Jess follows Nikki to New Orleans and this seems really good because they're out at like a market kind of place and she just is stealing everybody's shit everywhere like watches and everything. She just she can grab it and then she puts then there's someone else to grab like there's like a whole team of people working together and stuff like that. And I mean she's obviously gorgeous so men aren't concerned about their wallets. They're just like sure. Yeah. You're touching me. Sure. On the shoulder. Um so then he finally agrees, like, yes, you can be on our crew. And she meets everybody. And it's like a whole operation. There is like 15, 20 people working. They're all counting. There's counting money. There's jewels everywhere. It's like a whole con artist thing going on, right? And so they, yeah, so they had this. So Sorry, I moved away from the mic. So they have this big con. And then they he's like, okay, here's the money. So go like to one of the other guys was like, here's the money. Go take it and put it in the bank or wherever. I don't know where they're putting it. And so him and Nick, Nikki and Jess, who have now romantically linked up, um, go to this Super Bowl game. And this is the best part of the movie. I won't give it all away, but let's just say he starts, Nikki starts getting into these fun bets with 
this millionaire gambler guy who Nikki obviously knows he's this. And uh, so he starts getting in bets with this guy. And at first they're little like, oh, it'll be a pass or it'll be a throw. And they're betting like thousands and whatever. And then it gets really high up into like, okay, a million. And Nikki loses the million. And he goes, okay, double or nothing, right? Double or nothing. You pick any player on the field. You pick out any player, I guess, numbers, what they wanted, right? You pick any player on the field, and I will guess who it is. And he's like, no. And then he's like, okay, Jess will guess then. And she is freaking out because she's like, I don't want to guess. That's like $2 million. Like, I don't want to guess. Anyways, they they are not they're not dumb. They have this set up and there is a reason in the whole backstory or how they do it is pretty cool. Because I'm pretty sure they show it after how everything comes to fruition. Yes. How they how they managed to make this one bet like such an intricate story of how to trick someone's mind. Yeah. All about manipulating their mind visually with their with this the song that is on. It's all about that. So they're so smart. Anyways, it's it's pretty great. And then when she realizes what's happening, like she's then, okay, I get it now. Right. Um, but then he breaks up with her. So he's too, he's, you know, his father always taught him like, don't get close, like whatever. So I guess he gets scared and he's like, okay, we're done. And she's devastated. And he hands her 80 grand and is like, okay, see ya. So then we flash forward three years and we're in Buenos Aires. And there is a, um, what it's a, a fuel algorithm for racing cars that this guy has. And Nikki's like, I can get, I can fit, I can do a fake algorithm and sell it and we can make money. This is what he's proposing to the sky or whatever. So this guy agrees. He's got his right hand man and he's kind of skeptical and stuff, but he agrees. And, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to go to a party tonight and we're going to have this whole scene. And I'm going to, you know, just to make, these other buyers like get to know me and stuff. I'm going to be a disgruntled like engineer or something like that. Right. And so he's there at this party and then Jess walks down the stairs and he's thrown right off his game. He can't, he can't even function like, um, and then it's a very back and forth with these two. Cause she's very hurt and he's like missing her, but then he kind of uses her again. And that's all I'm going to say about it because then the rest is, a very kind of back and forth cat mouse too with this one. Um, there's some really good twists and turns and like quite a few actually at the end. There's a couple of really good things, but there's nothing I can say that it would ruin the movie. So I don't want to say the ending part, but everybody's fine. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I know you were like, can you handle a Will Smith movie? And I'm like, yes, I can handle a Will Smith movie. I just, I don't know what everyone is thinking about. Him I right think now. for me, uh, anything he's done before the slap doesn't get tainted. No, no, I think he did good work. I think he's a good actor. I actually think he's a a good man. I just think he made some bad choices and he needs to do some work on himself. I don't know how I'll feel about him in the future. I think I don't think he'll be around. Like, not. I don't think. Sorry, I mean it like that. I don't think he'll be doing anything anytime soon. Um, but yeah, no, it was fine. He's a good actor. It was fun. And Margot Robbie's adorable. I will say, though, I think because this is one of her first big movies where we are like, who is this girl? Right? Like she kind of came hot on the scene. This is like fresh off of Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yeah. Mm. Wolf, Wolf is 2014. Okay. I will say I think her acting has improved. Yeah. Because I think before, well, especially Wolf of Wall Street, as much as everyone goes, oh, that was such a great movie with her. That We're not saying it because of her acting. Yeah. It's just because she's attractive. Yeah. And this movie, she's, um, I don't know what the word is. Like, it's a little over the top for me at, at points. But then I don't know if that's meant to be her character because... She is a little more naive in the beginning, and then near the end, she's a little more sure of herself and a little more secure, but she's always, like, hitting him and being like, Nikki, and, like, it's a little girly for me, Um, but it didn't, it doesn't ruin the movie by any means, but it just was one of those things I noticed where I was like, huh. Where now she's been given better roles. Yeah, it's not, you're not playing the dumb girl anymore, whatever, right? Not dumb girl, but just, like, that girl that's like, eh. 
because she does that a lot. Like she's hitting him all the time and she's like, what? Like it's just, it's a little over the top. And now when we've seen her, I'm like, wow. When we see her in like I, Tanya or just other things, I'm like. When yeah. she plays Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she's doing that. That's But so it's also funny. like Greta Gerwig. So like it's going to be good. Oh, it'll be good for sure. Yeah. It'll have some good feministic twist, I'm sure. Yeah. Go, go woman. <laughs> yeah. So I did enjoy it. It was good. Good movie. All right. Let's get into our comfort TV shows. As always, I'm interested to see how you did you did you rank? I ranked them. There we go. I know. I did my job. Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't have any honorable mentions. So you just got the 10. I found it kind of hard because I've tried to stop myself from rewatching shows and movies like i feel like now more than ever i want to like challenge myself right with different things yeah Yeah. to not just what i'm used to yeah it is true for sure i just find like sometimes i'm i have this grand list of everything i need to watch and then when i'm given the opportunity it's like i'm overwhelmed with how many things and then i'll just like throw something on because i'm like i don't know what to watch like i have so many things right like, I can't even tell you how many shows I've started, and I like them all. I'm just not, I don't know, sticking to them, and then it's really hard with Dad and I because we have to watch shows together, and yeah. Do you have honorable mentions? Um, I have one. All right. And it's Kim's Convenience, which, oh, you know, okay. Canadian yeah. shows, he moved yes. you, and the only reason it's an honorable mention is because I only had just finished it kind of recently mm-hmm. within the last year and I wouldn't watch it again but like watch again right now but it was just it was a really good show it was really fun it was cute like yeah it was also like like while being a funny show is also good for uh like com- commentary oh, for okay. like immigrants and stuff. yeah yeah that's great yeah I've never watched that one I should Good, good old Canadian programming. I know. It is good, though. Like, Schitt's Creek, Working Moms is hilarious. Like, we've got some good stuff now. We used to be always like, ooh, Canadian. But now I'm like, you know what? we got it going on. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, okay, I did number 10, King of Queens. And I think for me, it's like, no, I don't watch it as much now. But I think it's, it was such a comfort movie with the four of us. Like, we used to watch it a lot at, like, dinner time and mm-hmm. – we used to quote it a lot when we were all together and we had a certain few that we all really loved that we would rewatch just those ones. And so I would say King of Queens. Yeah, definitely a childhood classic. Yeah. Like we always watched it, right? It was, yeah, it was funny. It was always on at like six, six o'clock. Yeah. So it's like dinner time or just finished dinner and like, let's watch a show together and that would be our show. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. Uh, my number 10 to bring bring back old Will Smith yes. is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. One of the first shows I ever binge-watched, and it was binge-watched in the, I guess, non-traditional sense, where it was on much music every day at 4 o'clock, and I came home from, I would come home from school and, and make sure, like, I was there at the right time. I think we had a PVR then, so, I, like, I might have recorded it sometimes, yeah. but I had to watch it without a streaming service. Whoa. Just, I'm sure, shocking. Kicking it old school. Younger audience. And they played it in order? Uh, I started, when I started it, it was out of order, but then it like restarted. I hate when they don't put things in order. Like if you're going to have it on. It was just how it was like on. Yeah. But if you're going to have reruns, like at least keep, okay, every day at five o'clock, if you watch it then, it's in order. Do you know? Like just something. No. I don't know. Because it's like all over the place. Might be too hard to control though. Yeah, I guess that's hard. Eh? Um, my number nine is Alias. This is normally I would not put like a kind of an action as as like a comfort, but it was you know me like I just I loved it so much and I wish I was cool enough to be a spy. And I've rewatched it a few times. It's not I would say the first few seasons are great, and then I would teeter off and I would just be like I'm not going to watch the ending of it. But that first couple seasons were just, it was so good. And it just made me so happy. I loved it. And you did rewatch it. Oh, yeah. No, I, as soon as it came on Disney, I was like, rewatch the whole thing over again. I love it. I'll throw, I'll throw a couple of those on. Especially the first season. I, I could rewatch that like all the time because that was the best one. Uh, my number nine is actually a very similar show in how you felt about Alias. My number nine is Community, mm-hmm. which is a great cast, a great show. 
but it was a show that I knew that someone left, but I didn't know who. Right. And it's uh, uh, I'm trying to now I'm trying to go with it. Donald Glover, um, Allison Brie, Allison Brie, Jillian Jacobs. Yep. Um, Chevy uh, Chase. Nicole, not Nicole Sullivan. Uh, not Nicole Sullivan. Not Nicole Sullivan. She's from King of Queens. She is. Um, I can't try to think of the main guy. I always oh, yeah. forget his name now. Chevy Chase. Oh, uh, like the. Oh yeah, McHale. Joel McHale. Joel McHale. And then we're missing one of the characters, but I knew it was a show. There are actually two characters. There's Nicolette or Nick. Oh my God, I can see oh, her face. Oh, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Thank you. I know. I'm like <laughs> Nicole. Nicole Sullivan. <laughs> no, it was Nicolette. I knew it. <laughs> You're you're in the right ballpark. It, yeah, it's a show that I think they always had their catchphrase where it was six seasons and a movie. Mm. I think they did six seasons. I don't think they ever did a movie. Right. But it was also I I watched the finale of I'm gonna say season three or season four, and I just knew because it was the cause then I looked it up and they'd like fired the writers of the show at first season let's say season four, if I watch the end of season three, and then they brought them back for the last season. Right. And Donald Glover was the one that left. And there's a lot of like behind the scenes drama there, but it was just, it's a show that works really well. It's really like quirky. There's like the Dean of the school that always like shows up in wacky outfits. Ken Jong's in it. Yeah. It was a really fun show. It had kind of a theme, like it had its episodes where like friends always had Thanksgiving episodes. Right. They had like on their campus, there was always like a paintball war Mm -hmm. every year. And like, and it was like very intense. Yeah. And they did it, I think for every season. I've always wanted to do paintballing. I just want to get hurt. Yeah. Paintballs don't tickle. No. So yeah, number nine community. Nice. Uh, my number seven is Parenthood. It is one of those shows I could just I could rewatch at any point. It just gives you it gives you everything. It gives you all the feels. It, it's a big family, and so there's lots of characters, and it's realistic, and it's heartwarming. And Dax is in it. Lauren Graham, she might come up later on this. Yeah, um, probably not. No, probably not. Uh, May Whitman, who I love. I love my little May. Um, it's a great cast, and it's just a it's a good show, and it just makes you feel good. And yeah, I could always rewatch that one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is American Dad. Mm-hmm. It is probably my the best quality show out of all the animated ones, but it's not necessarily one I'd always go back and rewatch. It's also one that has is still on, or it might be. I don't know if it's even done now, but I'm like a few seasons behind it, and I've just never been that inclined to keep watching it because it moved from fox to tbs but dad still watches it i probably he watches most of those shows still like not that i don't but i just don't like i still have to catch up on a lot of them right um but yeah it's just it it's an animated show it's pretty ridiculous it's the stuff they could do it it's just different dynamics than like the family guys of the world which is going to come up later right so number eight american dad good uh, my number six is The Good Place. Um, I do think you want to do number seven? Oh, seven. Oh, I missed eight. That's why. <laughs> oh. Well. I said eight, seven. Okay. So my eight was Big Little Lies. Ah. Uh. And then Parenthood was seven. I missed eight completely. Sorry. Big Little Lies. Um, so I know it's on TV. It's a mini series. I get that. But it's still, it had two seasons, if you want to say. I don't know. Just the storyline's great. The The cast is phenomenal. Just stacked amazing women. The music, the scenery, everything. Yeah, it's just everything you'd want. You get kind of a variety of life challenges. And there's a good twist. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I watched, I didn't never watch season two, but mm-hmm. season one was just really season good. Season two does not live up to season one however Meryl Streep is in season two and the scenes that she gives us are worth it it's just it's a hard when you have it was based on a book and when you kind of wrap up that book and then you're trying to make a season two but kind of with the same stuff but it's already been dealt with so it's like one of those things it's just hard right it's Mm -hmm. like but how do you keep doing it but I mean I was happy to see my the women again go women yeah uh so 
So you're on six now. Yeah. So I'm on seven. Uh, my number seven is Shit's Creek again. Nice. Good old Canadian content. Oh, I that on my list. Yeah, I'm surprised when you were listing the Canadian shows and you kind of not tossed Shit's Creek to the side, but I'm surprised you wouldn't because you've watched like it's it's one of those you can just put on. Totally. Maybe I yeah. Fun, fun, lighthearted. Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. And I can't remember what the Alexis. Um, Alexis. Oh my god, I'm just drawing a complete blank. Murphy, it's Annie Murphy, Annie Murphy, yes. And then you get good side characters. You add in some bromance. Yeah, one of the greatest love stories in the, any the, show. The best love story. I love it so much. Oh, it's amazing. Um, maybe I would swap one of those out then. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Shit's Creek. I always watch that one. That's weird. All right. Um, the Good Place, I would not swap that one out because to me, it's one of the most underrated shows ever. I think it's ahead of its time. I think it's too ahead of its time. I don't think people were really ready for it. I mean, you're dealing with like these people in heaven. Um, so they deal with a lot of life, existential stuff and how to be a good human. And the way they do it, they do it in a comedy way, but there's a lot deeper meanings behind things and the ending is probably one of the most incredible endings I've ever seen in a show it's really really well done and smart and I think it it's hard to without giving it away I just think it was one of the most well done series finales I've ever seen so I would say that one how many seasons did it I think it was four so it's and I think that's something we could also see with like good shows is they know what their shelf life is. Yeah. And they don't it doesn't get don't go too far. Like don't because there's only when you have an idea, there's only so much you can do with that idea. You can't I mean, you can add in characters because it's heaven. Sure. But but you started with these characters. So then like keep us with their storylines kind of thing. And then there's only so many storylines you can do in heaven. Uh, my number six is The Simpsons. Again, yes. back to the animation domination. Uh, it's the longest running show. I think, I think show ever. Which is just ridiculous. In, it, maybe in SNL. SNL will be longer. Yeah. SNL's like I guess maybe sitcom then. Longest running sitcom. I mean, and, uh, it's kind of hard. They just, you're in a, you're in a town and there's a lot of different character dynamics. They've developed them over the years. They've even gone to inclusivity of making sure that the right voices are voicing the right people. Good. That's good to know. Because before it was just kind of like, honestly, Hank Azaria did like so many of the voices that it was on, it was shocking. Even Family Guy has poked fun at it itself for that, for Seth MacFarlane, who does multiple voices. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's definitely not as like... If you go back to the early seasons, I would say even to like the mid 2000s is where, I mean, their sweet spot, which is what, almost 20 years, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. That is for sure. Yeah, I know. Um, So this would be if I'm going to swap out, I would be for this show and I'm going to say it's Life in Pieces. And this is another I feel underrated show because I feel like it came out at the same time as Modern Family and people com- it got compared all the time to Modern Family, but it is its own entity. Like it is its own show. It isn't like Modern Family. The the way the story is told is different. The characters like it is it is different enough and it's really funny and the family is great. But if I were to take one off the list to put Shit's Creek, it would probably be this one. It's also like one of not the most unique storytelling, but when you get a sitcom and everyone's like, oh, it's half an hour. It's not half an hour. It's 22 minutes. Yeah. 20, 22 or 23 minutes. And Life in Pieces does such a good job of because every show, every sitcom is set up the same way. You get the first few minutes commercial, middle middle minutes commercial. Yeah. Then your last few minutes. Yeah. And the way Life in Pieces broke up that each out of each commercial break, you got a different story. Yeah. So there were four stories from their family, three or four. That's uh, probably three. four. Okay. Um, but it was like, okay, this time this story is about this character or whatever. Right. And then sometimes they intermingled the, the storylines and sometimes they didn't. And the ones that did intermingle were pretty smartly done. Um, but you kind of, and if it was like, say it was a wedding, you kind of got, 
from different points of view. Like it was a really smart show and I was really, really sad to see that one go because I feel like it still had a bit of life left in it. I realized as we were talking this show that I forgot about as well. Mm. Um, I would probably take American Dad out for this show. So I'll I'll just mention Ted Lasso. Yeah, because you just saw my list, didn't you? No, it was oh. when you, it was, I don't know, don't know exactly what it was, but it was one of the shows we were talking about. I'm like, why didn't I think of Ted Lasso? Yeah. And then I saw it on your list and I was like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. that is just, it's like, oh, it was when we were talking about shows that didn't go on for too long. Cause like yes. Ted Lasso is doing season three and they're done. They're done. And I, and I think that's a good, uh, I think it's good because you, you don't want, it's such a good show. You don't want it to get to the point where you don't like it anymore. Yeah. Or you're like, it's not as funny, which is what happened with Modern Family for some people like it just shows they can't you can't it's impossible to yeah. keep up with that same level right uh well my actual number five is bob's burgers so okay 10. back to the animation yeah that <laughs> one's actually probably my favorite out of the ones you could, like it's the one i laugh the most at if it's on and i'm cooking yeah it's not it's not gratuitous it doesn't rely on cheap comedy yeah it is a lot of like family dynamics and they're in a burger restaurant like how creative can you really get but they do manage to put them in unique situations and they're coming out with a movie nice comes out this week oh wow tomorrow tomorrow same with maverick okay <laughs> are you gonna go see it top i want yeah i think you're girlfriend and i are wow to go see she wants to see top gun well i don't know i was like i'm gonna go see maverick even if i have to go by myself and she was like i'll go with you unless you want me to wait for you um, I mean, if you're like really excited to see it, I don't want to like stop you. I'm not like dying to see it. But if you would see it, I would see it. Okay. I'm more convinced now. I think I'd want to watch the first one before. Okay. You Just... haven't seen the first one? Uh, I have, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, my number four, Gilmore Girls. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a small town. It's quirky characters. It's, it's like... Yeah, like I started watching that with my mom and then when Meg and I started watching it together too and that's what I always emulated are what I wanted out of a relationship with my kids. Like I just wanted close and fun and I just, that show, I mean the characters, you, there's not a character you would hate. They're all amazing and weird and lovely and it's this great little town of just everyone who just takes care of one another and it's funny and it's heartwarming and it just has everything you need. I'm going to say Rory. I'm going to say Rory's the character that... People hate her now, eh? Yeah. Like, all this generation now, I'll hate her. Yeah, I mean, she's young, so she she makes mistakes. Honestly, it's a show that... Not that I'd ever be ashamed to admit it, but, like, my girlfriend, that's probably her number one comfort show. Yeah. That I'll, and I'll probably ask her that. And it's hard not to get sucked into it. It is. And then to be like, well, who's her best boyfriend? Like, to me, it was Logan. But 100%. Like, I agree. But, like, I, it definitely wasn't whatever the long-haired kid, not Milo, but the one before oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, Dean. Dean. Her first Dean, one. yeah, no. Dean wasn't. Dean a, was a jerk. He wasn't very supportive. No, but the middle one, like, Milo, Vince, Jesse? Yeah. He Jess. was pretty. Uh, yeah, Just Jess. Jess, yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, I like him. He would be my second choice, mm -hmm. for sure. I liked their dynamic and stuff. I just think he had some, like, demons he needed to kind of figure out or some trauma or something. Yeah, Logan was the best, like, change of pace for her. Yeah, like, he's fun, and he's he kind of got her out of her comfort zone and but still appreciated who she was, and I liked Logan the best. Like, I just think he was... I think he was always up front with her. Like in the beginning, he's like, I don't want a relationship. And then, you know, she's the one that was like, no, I can, I can do this casual thing. You can't do casual. Yeah. Most people can't do casual. No, it's a good try. Ace. Yeah. <laughs> so Gilmore Girls, number four. Uh, my number four is the closest we get to a non, actually, I would call it a drama, but Friday Night Lights. Yes. To yes. on a comedy. But again, the first now we get the first traditional show that I binge watched on good old Netflix, even though I can never find Friday Night Lights anymore. I know. It was just it is. it's fun, family, football. And it but it's not like I would never say it was like over the top football. No, it wasn't. And it had some they dealt with some really re on brand topics of teenagers like they without it being in your face of stuff like it just felt very natural and organic show and it had it was that type of show like I mean football was almost secondary because it was about football but it wasn't like the main yeah it was secondary but it was also the reason why everything was happening yes for sure 
And it, it just really, like, I don't think there was a moment I didn't cry. Like, it just, I don't know, hit me in the feels, that one. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And it was a show that, again, got out at five seasons? Yeah, I think so. Five or six. Five or six, yeah. And a lot of people would probably say, well, the last two seasons aren't very good. But, like, they managed to evolve and not be completely awful. Yeah. And it's also hard, I find, with whenever you're doing, like, teenager shows. Like, they can't stay in high school forever and then what do you do? Because they have to go off. You know, like I always find like Dawson's Creek had a hard time. Riverdale. Ooh, that one is it's coming to an end finally. Oh, it is? Um, yeah. They just announced it's coming to an end, which is good. Like there's only like, how, what are you going to do? Like when you have more teenage- murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't so. know. Tim, I think Tim Riggins is still in high school. Oh, Tim Riggins. Yum. Is <laughs> worth it. Uh, my number three is Ted Lasso. Although it is a new show, I can see it being a show that I go back to again and again. Like one of um, the girl I work with, she had said to me, like, I finished it and I just want to start it all over again. Like, it's just a show you want to watch every day because of the way it makes you feel like it is like a Care Bear warm hug, make you laugh, make you cry. It is everything you want in a show. So Ted Lasso is my number three. Especially in the same way of Friday Night Lights, like soccer is the reason why everything's happening. But like they don't have to rely on showing the games. No. They really don't show that much game action. It's more of like Ted Lasso's reaction or the fans in the bar. Yeah. And it's just all these characters. Again, it's a show that like where's a character you don't like. Yes. Because even if it's like let's say Jamie Tart who is the bad boy of the show. Yeah. But then... He's towards the end they show you get an understanding of why the Mm -hmm. way he is it's a little more redeeming for his character and stuff so which is always good i love getting that because at first you're like god this guy is so obnoxious and stuff but you get you understand why Mm -hmm. you get that reason why people are the way they are still the second best song in the show though (laughs) uh I'm on three. Yeah. You just did three. My number three is Modern Family. Yes. So this is a show that watched, we watched originally when it came out, uh-huh. you know, the trailblazers of the show. Yes. And I never finished it because I got around season seven, season eight, and I just felt the tail off. Right. I just felt like they were running out of story to tell. Yeah. And then I said to my girlfriend, you know what? This is a good show. We should watch this and I should give the ending a chance. And when I say there's a lull, it literally is like a few episodes yeah, where it just feels like it loses its touch and then it's back. And yeah. It's 10 seasons and there aren't that many misses. Again, you get all the family dynamics. The the Dumfies especially were just something that we related to. Yeah. I mean, the very, very first episode, they were, um, they somebody had done something and they were like, oh, he, uh, Luke had shot one of the kids with the BB gun or whatever. Yeah. And so they were like, well, now I'm going to have to shoot you. And then they're trying to figure out how to get it on the calendar. And when they're talking about it, they're like, no, but so-and-so has a party at one. We could put uh, we could put him in at three. And they put it on the calendar and they put shoot, shoot Luke. Luke at three o'clock. And I don't know why, but that was it. We were done. We were all pissing our pants laughing. We were like, this is so our family. Haley is exactly like Meg and you are like Luke. And we well, start- like younger. Yeah, when you were younger. Not now, but like when you were younger, you had the same you know like banged into walls and like yeah yeah like there was a couple of things where like wow, i never got my head stuck in a banister no though. you never did that but there were just moments where we're like oh my god there's so much and meg meg isn't exactly like Haley, no. but there are moments when you're like oh, wow that is our family i think one of the smartest choices they made was as the kids got older i felt like they were in it less and less yeah which is good because again you're going off to college and stuff you can't have them like still at home well Haley still kind of was but right yeah yeah I don't know I debated that one too I did because it does have that nostalgia of family time Wednesday mommy was always into her special juice and I guess at that time that's probably what you said even though we all we all know it's wine yeah no no but I was like always it was Wednesday nights having some drinks and yeah anyways uh my number two is the office uh it was i would say it's secondary to my number one as far as a comfort show of what i watch to like help me not help me fall asleep but if i'm just like kind of tired and i just want something that is that i know probably all of the words to that this the office is my 
one of my go-tos. I love everything. Again, you got great characters and great dynamic. And I love it. Steve Carell, John Krasinski. You got a love story. Rain Wilson, Dwight, one of the best characters ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. And it's a show that does tail off at the end. It does. Once Steve Carell leaves, it does. Because then they do a whole Jim and Pam thing, and they're going to break up. And I'm just like, I'm There's not a here. sound guy. I'm not there for it. Like, I'm like, no. Like, you can't give us one of the best love stories in TV history and then be like, now they're about to break up. Like, sure, they can have problems. I get that. That's realistic. But don't do that to my heart. It was so rude. I was like, if they do this, like, I don't know if I'll recover. I remember, I'm pretty sure we finished watching it at the cottage. We did. Yes, because I remember perfectly. And you said, if they break up, I'm not finishing. And there was like three episodes left. Yeah, I'll show them. Yeah. Think How many I'm... legally downloaded episodes? Don't say that. We didn't, you guys. Well, and no one did that. No. My number two. And it's our last of the animation. Okay. Family Guy. Family Guy. Again, it's a show that inconsistently has been on for my entire life. Mm-hmm. It started in like 1999, got canceled twice, and I've just been going ever since. It's another show that like, to me, there is a point where there has been a drop off more recently. Just yeah. Just how are you going to tell these? How are you still going to be funny and creative? And Family Guy relies a lot on dark humor and making fun of celebrities and I don't even know if physical comedy is the right yeah. term, but they rely on a lot. So it, it's that's a, I can imagine that's a lot on the writer's room to keep coming up with stuff. Right, right, yeah. But again, the first, I would even say like 10 plus seasons are great. Yeah, and then I love that. The first 10 plus seasons are great, but the other 10 are. Yeah, there, there is a drop off, but like, is it really that much? Not really. The, the Do you think it's like maybe we get sick of it? Like, cause, it like, could be. Because Modern Family, like you were saying, there wasn't really a lull. Like everyone says that. My parents say it. Like everyone's like there was a lull. And I'm like, there really wasn't though. Like there wasn't. And I don't know if it's that we get too familiar with their writing or their like we know where it's gonna go i don't know what it becomes too predictable maybe i could see the the thing that kind of not turned me off family guy but the thing that just really bothered me is when they did an episode about trump okay and being in the trump like the office and stuff yeah I, i was just like i feel like you could make jokes about him, but doing a whole episode to me just felt lazy. Right, right. Too, it, it's too on brand or it's too yeah, it's meta or whatever it is. Right in front of your face. So yeah, yeah. Number number two, Family Guy. I bet you I know what your number one is. I think then. you do too. Yeah, because I'm wondering. I keep waiting to hear it. So I bet you I know what it is. I bet you know what my number one is, Jack. Uh, I'm going to go with Enemies. Yes, definitely. It's Friends, guys. I know. I'm so predictable. I watch it pretty much every day. It's still one of my favorite shows. It will always be number one to me. I don't. I can't see another show coming up the ranks like that. Um, as far as like nostalgic and and to me, I mean, this show started in in '94 and it still holds up for me. Like I still think it's funny and I still think it's a fun show and I, I love it. But do you think there is that other version of like it? evolved but not necessarily in a good way no i think it's okay i think like was there a lot of representation no it's definitely a white show and i understand that um oh i wasn't even going in that no but i was just gonna say like as far as it it has it can it still holds up with this time like it's still like i never watch and i go ooh, i can't really say that anymore i'm sure there's a couple of moments but it still is funny and it's, I don't know, not inappropriate. Yeah, not offensive. Not offensive. And if it is offensive to some people, then I don't know. I'm sorry. Because I don't find it offensive. But I understand where people are like, there wasn't a lot of representation. No, because this was in 1994 to 04. And we have evolved since then. So you got to take it for the time it was in, right? So, and I think it's gotten better in the entertainment industry with everything so mm-hmm. but i think yeah friends will it just i literally started at the very beginning and i just worked my way all the way to the end. i'm almost at the end of of season 10 i couldn't even tell you how many times i've watched this show like i wouldn't even double digits oh one easily one, double digits 50 
I have I don't know because I would say each year I just start it and I just go. I should keep track of how long about it takes me to watch a season or a, a whole series, the 10 seasons of almost 24 episodes. So a lot of epi- I should see how long that takes me and then be I would be able to give you kind of a rougher because I'm thinking it's got to be a few times a year that I get through. So that's a lot. This is mighty impressive. Thank you. My number one, everybody say it with me, CSI Miami. (laughs) Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Without question. It's a show that is such a comfort show that I refuse to finish it because I just don't want to. This is another one I feel is underrated. Yeah. Like, it is so funny. And this is is the one that I... I pat myself on the back all the time, not for getting other people to watch it. I I talked about it when it started that it, I thought it was going to be good. Like I remember in the summer, we'd always do like our planning of what shows. And I'm like, yeah. this show, this show has potential, especially it's Andy Samberg, Dan Gore, who's done Dan Gore. I don't remember if it's Dan Gore, but whoever it is has done a lot of great shows. Yeah. So, and like, like Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. like it's another show that he did. And Again, it's eight seasons. It's a lot. It's not a lot of characters, but it's a lot of redeemable characters and funny quotes. Andy Samberg just kind of feels like he's in his element, which is funny because he's such like a, I don't want to say serious person, but he is very like buttoned up, like kind of mm-hmm. more of the Captain Hold in real life. But right. in the show, he just gets to be goofy. You got the love story in there. And you have their, their not gimmick, but their theme is that like they have a couple of episodes that they repeat again every... Now you get the Halloween The heist. Halloween heist. And they have a couple of that, you know, re- reoccurring characters that you get back and... They yeah, get Doug Judy, um, uh, the Vulture, mm-hmm. which is Doug Judy is, and I'm blanking on... Uh, Daryl from The Office. Yeah. Why can't I remember his name? Daryl from The Office. Yeah, I really can't remember his name, and I love him. Yeah, and I know. It is making Craig. me really upset. That Craig? I'm forgetting Craig Robinson. Thank you. Uh, the Vulture, which is I can't remember what his name is either. No, me that's a, not really the best game to play right now. No. But it was just, <laughs> it it was just such a great show, and it was again, it's it's not a show that lacks anything. The only reason I haven't finished it, and I don't know if other people, I've done this with a lot of shows where I just wait to watch the ending because I just don't. I don't want to accept that it's over. Yeah, it is hard, right? That's why I rewatch Friends all the time because I'm just like, I don't. You don't think it's over? Yeah, I don't think it's over. And I think every time I watch something new is going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it's like though they were a part of my life and I don't want it to like, I just want them to be. I don't know. I was about to say in my bedroom every night. And then I was mm. like, no, no, no. Weird. <laughs> I was like, I need them to be on my TV screen. Like I need to see them. And it was a show that survived getting kind of canceled. A couple of times. Because there was the up in the air moment when Fox isn't picking this up. Is someone else going to step in and be the hero, which NBC did. NBC did. Which I think a lot of people agreed that that was for Fox. You kind of need the, like, they have their Sunday night, which... I think it's already hard enough with like football to compete with. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I guess you, you commit to what you are. Cause I know. sad again, can't really do Saturdays. Yeah. No one's going to be watching. Most people aren't going to be watching TV on a Saturday. No, not TV shows. No. Like maybe Saturday night live. If you stay up that late, we just tape it usually and watch it in the next day. But yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn yeah. nine, nine, number one. We're so predictable. We are, but you know, it's, we can't help it. It's who we are. No, especially as comfort. Like, this is what we like. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk a lot about of comedy, right? Yeah. A lot of comedy. Because I find, like, anything, like, when I picked Alias, I'm like, it's a hard show to say it's a comfort show. But it is, like, if I'm, it depends what mood I'm in, right? If I'm in the mood for, like, I want to pretend I'm a spy today, then that's Alias. And it's different from, the only other show I was thinking, like, maybe it would be Barry. Yeah. But it's still on and new and like, right? Yeah. But it, I could see when it's done, mm-hmm. you rewatching it because that is like one of the smartest shows ever made. And like, and again, it's not favorite shows. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. all of these shows are better than a show like Game of Thrones. But right. I also couldn't imagine myself going back and rewatching it for a while. 
Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would just be uh, some of these shows you can just watch. Like if, if the office is on, you can just like watch that episode. But with Game of Thrones, you can't really do that. Like you'd have to kind of. Unless you get to those monumental, like the yeah, Battle of Red the Wedding, or yeah. if you pick the ones that are, yes, sure. If but... anybody picks to watch the Red Wedding, <laughs> you are psychotic. <laughs> this is like the worst episode. Like a great show, yeah. great episode, but like terrible to watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, IMC for next week. I think I'm going to get you to watch Don't Look Up. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I've I've always wanted like it's not that I didn't want to watch it, but yeah, I think I'm I think I'm ready to have a chat about that show or about that movie. And you like Adam McKay? I do. I'm a big big Adam McKay guy. Yeah, I still yeah. need to watch the Lakers show. We watched Dad and I watched the first episode. We both really liked it. We just haven't watched it. I know. I don't know why that's happening right now. Right? We just like, keep watching things and then not sticking with them. Um. Again, I have a lot of options for you okay of what kind of movie you want i'm good with anything this week like any idea whatsoever of like if i was like what kind of movie do you want go not horror uh um okay comedy i guess i gotta take off insidious and sinister (laughs) uh comedy i am going to get you to watch hmm I'm going to go with Kicking and Screaming. Okay. Which is, it's Will Ferrell and Mike Ditka, and they coach kids soccer. All right. I have a new appreciation for Will Ferrell, so I'm happy to watch that because I never saw it. It is very, it, it just, so you know going in, it is very typical Will Ferrell, but it's also, it's a good dynamic with the kids and the football coach that then coaches soccer. Okay, cool. I'm down for All that. Right. Perfect. All right. Have a great time at the cottage. Thank you. Uh, I guess we got nothing else. I got nothing else. All right. And besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.